Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. It's 9.30 in 716. I'm Susan Rose. I'm Brian Mesrowski outside looking at a chilly start to our day. Wow, how things have changed. Cloudy skies, 34 degrees in Buffalo. Here's what's happening. The family of Kiera Benefield, the Buffalo mom shot and killed by her estranged husband, is considering a lawsuit against authorities who released Adam Benefield under the state's no-cash-bail laws. Attorney John Froman tells the New York Post the family feels authorities dropped the ball, resulting in a heinous, violent act and murder. Benefield was shot execution-style in her car. She was taking her three children to school on October 5th. It was the day after Adam Benefield appeared in court on charges related to alleged domestic violence against her. A judge released him because state law prevented him from setting bail. Froman said if the bail reform law was not in place, Adam Benefield would have never been released. It's unclear if the wrongful death lawsuit would be aimed at state authorities or local law enforcement or both. A wild, wintry afternoon in Orchard Park that the Bills would like to soon forget. And the Bills stop him. They stop him short of the end zone. It's no, a he, safe... fumbled. He, he fumbled. He fumbled and it's a touchdown. touchdown. Oh, my goodness. Vikings. Oh, my goodness. Fires down straight down the middle. Intercepted in the end zone. Patrick Peterson picks it off and that will end it. The Bills lose 33-30 to in overtime to the Minnesota Vikings, the team's second straight loss. Two costly interceptions from Josh Allen, including the one that sealed the game in overtime. Head coach Sean McDermott spoke after the loss. Yeah, it is a balance. I mean, he's, he, makes, he makes plays. He makes spectacular plays. He's a special player, and I believe in him as well. And, you know, we just got to do a better job of taking care of the football and taking what the defense gives us at times. And, you know, that's an adjustment we have to continue to make. Here's Allen. No explanation as of now. Just we got to execute better. That's, that's on my shoulders. Again, four turnovers today. Three were by me, and losing sucks. That's just what it is. You hate to lose, especially that way. What a game. Uh, now 6-3, and three, the Bills' third place in the AFC East. Every AFC East team is in the playoffs, by the way, if the uh, playoffs started today. So they got a tough run of it. They're playing all those teams again down the stretch. Uh, Patriots for the first time, too. Two losses in a row, and now uh, Buffalo welcomes in Cleveland next week, who is without their superstar quarterback for one more game. You'd like to... Get on the winning side of things here. But Josh Allen, I think, surprised a lot of people when it kind of became clear late Saturday, early Sunday that he was going to play. Played, and whew, I, I don't even know where to begin with I this know. game. Nothing wrong with the elbow. 
that well, showed that. Yeah. Um, I mean, unless the elbow forces you to throw it to the other team. Turnovers, uh, maybe. He said, I don't know. Rough, rough loss. I. It was one of the most unbelievable games it I've was. ever seen. It was absolutely insane. And in a totally different way than last year's loss in to the Kansas playoffs City. was. I agree. That, you know, back and forth, just it was amazing to watch. This, in a totally different way, the game was won and lost three times over. Right. You're like, the final oh, you, know, you think, oh, they're dead. No, it's not over. Then the other, they're dead. No, it's not. It just kept going and going. It was almost four hours, too. <laughs> you know? It felt like it. The last <laughs> 30 minutes felt like it was four hours. Right. Uh, but no, I. I had a feeling there too. You know, they're getting that last snap right on their goal line. Like, what are they going to do here? Be careful! Is, I'm like, you're in a little bit of a rough spot. I don't know. Um, anyways, Bills end up on the losing end of things. They're now six and three. Eight regular season games left. Cleveland next week, one o'clock at home in Orchard Park. We're asking on a Raylax Honda web poll at wben.com. Who do you blame most for the Bills' stinging loss to the Vikings? Coaching, players, or both? Right now. 24% say coaching, 15% say players, 62% say both. You can check in with us on the right side of the page at WBEN.com. It's 5.06. Finally getting a clearer picture of the 2022 midterm elections. The Democrats could add to their majority with a win by Senator Raphael Warnock in Georgia's runoff election next month against Republican candidate Herschel Walker. Newly re-elected New Hampshire Governor Chris Sununu, a Republican, believes these midterms were a rejection of extremism, both from far-left and far-right politicians. Ahead of last week's midterms, many had predicted there could be a red wave that would deliver majorities in both chambers of Congress to Republicans. Democrats defended some incumbents in tight races and flip some seats held by the GOP. The Republicans could still win a razor-thin majority in the House. Alex Brashey, ABC News, Washington. Today marks six months since the mass shooting at Tops on Jefferson Avenue. Flags will be flown at half-staff and churches and houses of worship around Buffalo will toll their bells 13 times starting at 2.30 this afternoon. Mayor Byron Brown also asking everyone to observe a moment of silence at that time. City landmarks will also be lit in orange, the color of gun violence prevention. It's 5.07 on WBEN. An ongoing shortage in children's Tylenol north of the border being linked to an influx of children dealing with respiratory illnesses at hospitals in Canada. As doctors say, fevers that might have been handled at home with over-the-counter medication now driving concerned parents to take their kids to the emergency room. WBEN's Tom Puckett has more on if the shortage in liquid Tylenol is making its way to western New York. Don Arthur of Brighton Eggert Pharmacy says he was alerted to the children's Tylenol shortage by grandparents who drove across the border from Fort Erie. This one, uh, everything that I can find related to uh, Tylenol, is it's just a spike in demand due to RSV that's causing the shortage. Arthur says manufacturer Johnson & Johnson and generic makers are having trouble getting enough supply. He says he's been able to get some supply in. It's basically what's called an allocated basis. Uh, we're getting some. We're not getting exactly what we would like. Uh, the biggest problem we're seeing, unfortunately, is with the uh, the children's doses and the pediatric dose, the suspensions, the drops. Arthur says if you do need children's Tylenol, make sure you have enough to go through the flu season. Hear more from Arthur online. Tom Puckett, WBEN.com News. Tom, thank you for that. Well, there is new concern about airport security. 
after what happened on a Frontier Airlines plane Friday night. Come on. The TSA sending some agents back to training after a man boarded a Frontier Airlines flight in northern Kentucky with two box cutters and reportedly threatened to harm other passengers. How did he get a knife on the plane? The TSA admits agents didn't follow standard operating procedure, missing a box cutter in the man's backpack after screening it for explosives. But finding another, and according to the agency, the visible blades were removed moved from the box cutter and provided back to the passenger. The flight departed from Cincinnati Northern Kentucky International Airport in Hebron, Kentucky. Unbelievable, kind of a scary story there and obviously a lot of people asking for question or asking for answers. Yesterday you saw it at the Bills game and I even saw it at home. Didn't really stick, but the flurries were flying. Uh, and uh, for a period there, I think like around 1130 or so uh, up in the North Towns, it was for me. And you saw into periods of the game really flying. It looked yeah. like winter. We all got an early taste. Uh, cold pretty much everywhere, though. It's not just western New York. Lower 48 with the below average temperatures. And now we've got a little disturbance coming out of the Rockies, some moisture coming out of the Gulf. And winter weather advisory is up for parts of Texas, Oklahoma, and Kansas. This system makes its way towards the Great Lakes and the Northeast. Some rain heading into places like Atlanta. And then by Wednesday, potentially seeing some heavy snow across northern New England. It's Rob Marciano, meteorologist, reporting chances of heavy snow in some areas. Um, hopefully we're not going to deal with that over here. Your exclusive WBEN 7 weather forecast. Partly sunny today. It's going to be cool with temperatures in the upper 30s. For tonight, partly cloudy and cold. Lows in the mid-20s. On Tuesday, clouds will increase. A little snow mixing with some rain arrives later in the day with highs near 40. Some rain and snow on Wednesday with highs in the upper 30s. With your exclusive WBEN 7 weather forecast, I'm Chief Meteorologist Aaron Minkowski. Joining us on the line this morning is Paul Brown, President of the Buffalo and Niagara Building Trades Council. Uh, Paul, thanks for being with us. We're having you on on uh, kind of a, the verge of some contractors learning a little bit more about this Bills Stadium project today, going uh, to the stadium for a meeting on what the project might entail if uh, those contractors are interested in working on it. Uh, Paul, it's kind of the kickoff to what might be a busy construction era here in Buffalo, with the stadium project and so many other things going on, when you look at the state of construction in Western New York, what are you thinking? Well, I, well I'm thinking I'm very excited about the whole thing. It's uh, it's nice to have a lot of work to go to and recruit some apprentices and get things going here in Western New York. Well, Paul, what is the need? Do you do you know yet? Do you have any kind of a ballpark idea what the need will be? No, I mean, I get asked that question about 10 times a week. But, uh, yeah, they're going to need a lot of people. But you got to remember every job is, is done in phases. There's not 10,000 people on a job at one time. It, you know, it starts out with the site work and then the foundation work and blah, blah, blah. So they're probably at the most will be at the maybe 1,000 people on a job at a time at, at the peak level. So it's, it's not as big a deal as, as you think. But it is exciting that we have this much work. It, it, it has to be exciting. When you look at the projects uh, that have been going on, uh, you know, the Albright-Knox project, that's a big one that's still kind of going on right now. You have the stadium, obviously, right around the corner. Uh, all these projects that have been announced by local politicians because of this federal infrastructure bill that are supposedly going to take place within the next couple of years, 
I are, are we at an unprecedented level of activity maybe in the next couple of years when it comes to construction projects in the area? Um, well, yeah and no. Uh, you got to remember the stadium is a four-year job. It's not supposed to even get turned over until October 2026. And, um, and there's some other jobs too, like Edwards Vacuum, that's a big job. Hopefully it is Amazon in Niagara County. That's a, that's a nice project. But a, a, a few years ago when um, – Cuomo was still in office, God rest his soul. Um, I'm only kidding. Uh, you know, they did the Riverbend job, and they did the Phoenix job, and that was over, that jobs were over eh, probably about $2 billion worth of work, and we did that with no problem. All right, so when you look ahead to the start of construction on the stadium and knowing what else is going on in Western New York, do we have the help here? Are you, yeah. you're pretty confident? Yeah, we, we well, not only do we have the help here, but if we didn't, we, um, with with a project labor agreement, you could. It's easier to recruit from outside the area, but you don't really want to do that. You want to hire local people. That's the whole thing. We hear about every industry; they're struggling to do exactly that. You know, hiring people, whether it's locally or anywhere, in the construction industry. What does that look like right now? Have you been having struggles? Well, not really. I mean, we've manned all our work. Um, we keep all our, our goals. We, we meet all our goals. We get every job done on time and under budget. So it, it, it works out pretty well for us. Um, the other jobs, so, you know, those are what they call permanent jobs, where if they get a job there, they'll be there 20 years from now. Ours are considered temporary jobs. I don't know why. But um, so there's, there's there's peaks and valleys. that. So you want to try to maintain an even flow as much as possible which is really hard to do. But this one here, so with all these projects, these guys will figure it out. They're CMs, construction managers, and general contractors. They're pretty smart. They'll know how to work this so everybody, there won't be any delays on any projects. Paul, what type of workers are most in demand in construction, especially with uh, this project? Well, I'm ahead of the plasters local, and it's not us. But... Um, all of them. The biggest, the biggest strain is probably with the operating engineers right now. They're super busy and they're very, very active. They're good local, and um, they're they're trying to recruit as many people as possible. But all of them, the carpenters, electricians, and uh, the plumbers, they're pretty busy too. So a, a lot of work. Um, what happens during the winter, though? We're talking snow this morning and construction at the same time. It sounds kind of crazy. Uh, what does that work look like when the snow starts flying? Uh, again, these guys know how to time these jobs so where you can do site work in the winter, which is actually preferred because you're not sinking in the ground. And um, they'll do. They can do foundations. They can do steel. They can do all that. They know how to heat areas at a time to uh, to keep working. They they know what they're doing, so they'll get this thing done. They get all the, all these jobs will get done, probably under budget and definitely on time. You know, when you look at it, how does all of this benefit Western New York economically? It's it's got to have a a big impact, right? Yeah. We figure it flops five times. So if somebody were to come in here and spend some money, which they will, just to see the stadium and stuff, it, it, it gets spent five times. That's the way we, we look at it. So, how, how, when, you, when you say that, kind of uh, explain to the listeners what that means when it's spent five times. So I'll, uh, I'll, I'll say I'm working on a construction job and I get paid a cash by check. I'll go to the grocery store. 
I'll buy some food there. They'll the cashiers there. They they working because I'm spending money there. They'll take that. They'll go someplace and spend the money, and, and it just continues like that in 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 the area. It doesn't go outside the area. That's what's nice about it. Plus, if it's local people, they either rent here or they own their property here, so they spend their money here. You don't want somebody spending their money in Idaho, you know. So uh, the, the, the important thing is to keep it as local as possible. All right. At the uh, contractor information sessions that begin today at the stadium, do you expect a lot of interest? Yeah. Well, yeah. I think I thought they had one last week. But um, so, yeah, the first one, there'll be like 9 million people at it. By the third one, it kind of dwindles down to uh, the people that, that really can get, it, get into it, get in the weeds and uh, do the work. The first one, everybody just wants to go and see what it's like, you know. Yeah. Well, hey, um, it's going to be interesting to see uh, a lot of things being built in Western New York, and we thank you for the time. Paul Brown, president of the Buffalo and Niagara Building Trades Councils, joining us live. That's 930 in 716. We're back tomorrow with another edition from the studios of WBEN Buffalo. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did.